This is a Timmet podcast. This podcast is part of the series On the Marge. The title of this episode is First Night. First Night. I never really planned to be in the bed and breakfast business. I just sort of walked into it. Mara and I were living in Ontario. This was in the days before we had Alex. I had applied for a job at the Yukon government and been selected for an interview. I thought that I could make a better impression by showing up in person instead of doing the interview over the phone, so I paid my own way to Whitehorse. I also thought it would give me a good chance to look over the city and see if it was the sort of place that Mara and I could live. The plane from Vancouver was late. It was almost 2 a.m. by the time I picked up the car keys from the yawning rental agent at the airport. I headed north along the highway to my bed and breakfast in Porter Creek. The bed and breakfast lady had given me detailed instructions. First exit after Rabbit's Foot Canyon, right on 12th, right again on Pine. I turned left on Ponderosa, which is the street after Walnut. I found the house easily by the number on the front. The bed and breakfast lady had been quite clear. I was to go right into the house and find my way to the kitchen. She was a sound sleeper, but her dog was accustomed to the routine and would wake her up. She'd come out, show me to my room, and get me settled. The front door was unlocked. I dragged my suitcase into the quiet front hallway and closed the door. I listened. No sound of the dog. I wasn't sure where the kitchen was, so I explored. On the ground floor, there was a TV room, a bathroom, a laundry room, and what were probably bedrooms. I couldn't tell for sure because the doors were closed. The kitchen must be upstairs. I lugged my suitcase up the stairs and found the kitchen easily. I also found the living room, the large dining room, another bathroom, and probably two more bedrooms with closed doors. It was certainly a nice setup for a bed and breakfast. It would have been even better if there was someone there to meet me. Hmm. I shuffled my feet and moved one of the kitchen chairs around to make enough polite noise to rouse the dog. That generated a muffled canine woof and a more muffled shut up dog from one of the bedrooms. Having finally succeeded in waking up the bed and breakfast lady, I expected her to appear any time. But there was no hint of movement and no bed and breakfast lady. What should I do? Uncertainly, I sat down at the kitchen table and waited and looked around. There was an open box of herbal tea on the counter. Obviously, my hostess had left it out for me. I got up, filled the kettle, boiled some water, checked all the cupboards to find a cup, and settled back to enjoy my tea, all the while being careful to make increasing amounts of reasonable noise to alert the watchdog to my presence. So far, Whitehorse seemed like a nice place. A safe place. A trusting place where one could quite naturally sit in a stranger's kitchen and drink tea in the middle of the night. But there's still no sign of anyone awake. I started in on the crossword puzzle in the Yukon News that was on the table. 
but I really couldn't concentrate. I considered knocking on the bedroom door to let the bed and breakfast lady know I was there. But which door? What if I woke up another B&B guest? Or maybe one of the woman's young children? I didn't actually know if she had children, but I could imagine the fuss that would erupt if she thought I was trying to break into her daughter's room in the middle of the night. Why is there never a barking dog around when you need one? I decided to go for a stroll outside. Maybe the sound of the door again, if I slammed it a bit, would wake up somebody. So I left my suitcase and teacup in the kitchen, went down the stairs and out the door, not being at all careful about closing it quietly. It was a lovely, warm July morning. I looked at my watch. It was almost 4 a.m., and I marveled at how dark it wasn't here in the land of the midnight sun. There was a red glow in the northeast. The sun would soon be up. I could see a lovely forest at the end of the street, and beyond that, in the distance, a rounded mountain with a radio antenna surrounded by a halo of clouds. A flock of ravens guarded the grass by the corner. I smiled. Yes, White Horse was nice. Quiet, peaceful, and very pretty with many trees. I slowly wandered down to the corner near the ravens, who didn't seem to consider me a threat. My impression of peace and good order was slightly jarred when I looked up at the street sign. Walnut Crescent. <laughs> I laughed quietly. Someone had made a mistake and put the wrong sign on the corner of Ponderosa. Walnut was the street before. Then my head snapped back and I looked up at the street sign again. Walnut. Crescent. Crescent. Crescent! With sudden dread, I hurried a block north. There was another sign. It too said Walnut Crescent. That was the sign I had passed when I was looking for Ponderosa. Walnut Crescent actually was a crescent, with two entrances on pine. In a panic, I rushed south from the first Walnut Crescent sign, past the second Walnut Crescent sign, and on to the next corner. The sign there clearly indicated the entrance to Ponderosa Drive. In increasing fluster, I almost ran down Ponderosa until I came to the house number of the B&B. &B. The house with that number on Ponderosa had a modest sign declaring that it was, in fact, a bed and breakfast with a name that I recognized from when I had made the reservation. My car was still parked at the right number, but on the wrong street. I had been drinking tea in some complete stranger's kitchen, someone who was not expecting a B&B &B guest, and my suitcase was still there. I ran back to Walnut Crescent and then stood by the front door of the wrong house, trying to catch my breath. <sighs> Once my wheezing had subsided, I carefully, very carefully, turned the knob and pushed on the door. It squeaked a bit, and I listened intently. Nothing. Leaving the door open to avoid more unnecessary noise, I slowly and carefully climbed the stairs, pausing on each step to listen. Nothing. So far, so good. There was my suitcase, right where I had left it. 
ignoring my teacup and open newspaper on the kitchen table, I carefully lifted my suitcase and swung it around to go down the stairs. I miscalculated slightly, and the suitcase hit the stair rail with a dull thump. That generated a quiz of woof, followed by a more definite woof, 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 and a what the from the direction of the bedrooms. My caution evaporated. I crashed down the stairs with my suitcase bumping behind me. Not even pausing to close the front door, I rammed the suitcase across the driver's seat of the car and into the passenger side. I jumped in, fumbled with the keys, and finally got the car started. I screeched out of the driveway, headed down Walnut Crescent, turned on to Pine, and then around the corner to Ponderosa. I finally pulled up in front of the real bed and breakfast, worried that my thumping heart would wake up everyone who had slept through the squealing of tires. The bed and breakfast dog was on duty and quickly informed the bread and breakfast lady of my arrival. You're a lot later than I expected, she said. The plane from Vancouver was delayed, I explained truthfully. I got a bit of sleep, had a great breakfast, aced the interview, and got the job. Mara and I moved to Whitehorse and went looking for houses. We found a nice one on Walnut Crescent, second entrance, that had just come on the market. We discussed how it would make a great B&B. Four bedrooms, kitchen upstairs, big dining room. So we bought it and eventually opened the Walnut Crescent bed and breakfast that we run today. We eventually got the story from Mrs. McPherson across the street. The previous owners had had issues, she said. But in the end, what clinched the decision to sell was that the wife was sure the house was haunted. The ghost did all the usual humping and bumping, of course, but this one also apparently drank tea and did crossword puzzles badly. Badly? Well, it was almost 4 a.m. Crossword puzzles can be difficult, even for a ghost. This has been a Timmet podcast in a series called On the Marge. Instrumental intro and exit are courtesy of Kate Weeks. If you would like more of these podcasts, check out the podcast website at timmet.ca slash podcasts. That's T-I-M-M-I-T dot C-A slash podcasts.